let's enjoy God today. Let's, let's really worship God, enjoy God, and, and, and have fun with this message today. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come before you, Lord, we thank you for the depth of your love. It's not a shallow love. It's not a love that comes and goes. It's a, it's a love that, that sets us on fire. And Father, I'm asking you today that, that some of these hearts out here that, that don't know this fire that kindles within the soul that belongs to you, that the Holy Spirit would just set us on fire today, Father, that uh, as we look at your word and, 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 the, and the understanding of your word, Father, that we would leave here today fired up for you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh, boy, I've had, uh, I've had a wonderful week uh, praying over this message and, and, and trying to figure out where God wants to go with it. Because there's all kinds of fire, you know. Everybody wants to talk about the old-time preachers would always preach fire and brimstone, which I do some of that. But uh, there, there's a fire that, that, of God that, that is within us. Amen? And you've got you've to grab a hold of that fire. And as, as a Christian, as, if the Holy Spirit dwells in you, if you're a truly a Christian, then the Holy Spirit, you have that fire within you. It's not something we need to take lightly. It's something that, that we need to grab a hold of, and, and the world would see that, that your illumination of the Holy Spirit who lives in you, that everyone sees that. Do you imagine a church that would just be fired up for God, not just for on a Sunday morning, but fired up every single day of the week, and it never goes out, that flame never goes out. That's what changes the world, amen? That's what changes, and it's, it's not a fire of condemnation, but a fire of love, a fire of joy. And most people that don't know this joy, they, they don't know that fire that can, you can have. We're not, we don't have a whole lot of scripture today, but we do have, I don't know, maybe it's about usual. <laughs> I don't get these messages very often. I always get these messages that just beat us up all the time, you know. But this one here, there's no beating up today, as far as I can tell. We'll see where God takes us. And that encourages me a lot. I want to pray one more time. Lord, Father, thank you for this week. Thank you for the understanding of how much you love us. And it's not just a silly love. It's a deep, deep love. And Father, that you've chosen the nation of Israel and you've chosen your church to light up, to not fall aside and have our fire put out by this world, but not to go where this world tries to drag us to, but separate ourselves because we are the holy ones. There is a difference. We are the holy ones. And Father, if the world can't see us on fire, then we are doomed. Lord, I'm asking you to come back and take us. But until that day, let us have a fire within us that is a magnitude of wonder to this world. In my Lord and Savior's name, amen. I've got a couple dollars up here. Uh, Rio, where are you? I love to pick on Rio. It's just the name, you know? Just Rio. Rio, here's $2. I know it's not much, Rio. I, I know I don't buy, don't even buy, you might buy you one gallon of gas for your car. But it's, it's not even that. I, if you wait a few days, it might go down. And I, I know it doesn't much, but it, it's, it, it's all I can give you right now, all right? You're going to take it, right? You have no problem taking it, right? It's yours, man. 
So I can give, I can give things like that away. I can give material things like that. I can give it away, and I realize I know he's going to have a wonderful time with that two dollars. He just can't wait to go out and spend it. Uh, I thought about giving him a five, but nah, too much. I can, I can give away things like that, and, and we can, as Christians, we can give away all kinds of things. But one thing I cannot give away is the fire of God. Amen? I can't give that to you. I can preach it as hard as I can. I can love you and I can encourage you, but I can't give you the fire of God. That is between you and God. It has to be between you and God. No man can give you that fire. It's something that if you want, you can have. But you've got to have a desire, you have to have a desire and a love for God to achieve that. And His grace will fire you up, amen? A lot of the Christians, when they're brand new Christians, they, they call them, wait a minute, they're, they're on fire for God. How many of you have heard that, that term? Man, that, that, that lady or that boy or that guy on fire for God. And as time goes on, the, the world starts to creep in and things start to take over and that fire starts to go out a little bit and go out a little bit. And as you let the world come in, it just goes out more and more. But I'm telling you, it doesn't have to. This church can be on fire for God all the time. When you go over to the baseball diamonds, and I know the rain is putting out our fire over there, but sooner or later it's going to quit raining, they're going to play those baseball games. If you people would just gather up and, and love those people and go over and worship with them and share them and just be on fire for them, don't you think, you know, the world doesn't want something they don't need. You got me? It wants something they don't have. And if you can't show them what they don't have, then they're not going to come and want what they need. Does that make sense to you? I'm not going to say it again because I can't remember it. You've you got to go there. You've got to be able to love them and show them something that they're missing in their life. And the fire of God is a wonderful thing. You should have it. When God's Holy Spirit illuminates one's heart, they see what they never saw before, the fire of God. See, that's something the world can't comprehend. They can't comprehend this fire that's within you. How many of you are fired up for God? You know, I know Brooke can come up here and, and, and Roy and Donna and all of them, back, they, can, they can get this music and they can fire you. You can, go to a, you can go to a concert with Third Day or somebody else, and man, you could just be boom, boom, boom. And the minute you walk away from there, you start going, doo, 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 like you're going down the stairs or something. You know what? That doesn't have to be it. I, I, you know, I, a lot of my times I, I try to be very passionate for God. I love God. And in the mornings when I'm praying, man, I am on fire. Nobody's around me, but I am on fire for God. And as the day starts to creep in and the things, to, it's, the Satan tries to put those things out, but it, I, I fight against it. I allow God to, to take care of that in my life. So when God's Holy Spirit illuminates you, it's God's Holy Spirit that does the illumination in your life. You can't do it. You can't be given to you. It has to be God. So when it does, it comes into your heart. They see what they never saw before. So the person that doesn't know God, but that comes and God starts to change their life, this fire that you've never had before, the things you used to do, you don't do anymore, not because some man is saying, don't do that, but because God is setting a fire in you that you never had before. And that's amazing. That's what changes the world. See, it changed you. It changed me. And it will change the world if you allow God to do that in your life. It's called the fire of God. To want to com comprehend the fire of God requires an act of God. Amen? Not an act of man, but an act of God. All we can do is encourage you, show you, and love you. You have to get right with God. Your heart has to be right with God. It's called redemption. You need to be redeemed. 
If that fire of God is being damped down in you because of something you're doing, man, don't let that happen. It requires an act of God. And the equal to the original act which inspired the truth. See, there was a time in your life, if you've got the Lord's Holy Spirit in you, there was a time in your life that truth just poured out upon you. It just, wow, it just overwhelms you. And you knew it didn't matter who was sitting beside you or what was going on in your life. You knew at that moment that God was talking to you. And no matter how shy you are or how lonely you are, you know God's talking to you. And you can just feel that fire coming from him. And it's that truth that I want to keep in my heart continually to be fired up. You teenagers, you need to be fired up. Fired up. All right, man. Michelle, is he fired up? No. Well, yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> fired up for something, right? Fired up for some girls about 17 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be fired up for God. Let God pick your girlfriends. Let God pick your husbands and your wives. Let God pick them. Start praying for your children today. That God brings them a, a holy person around them. Go ahead, please. Isaiah 43, verses 1 and 2. But now, thus says the Lord. Who says it? But thou says thus, Lord, who created you? Who created you? The Lord. Oh, Jacob, talking to Israel. And he who formed you, our own church, and he who formed you, who formed this church, God did. Amen? He formed the church. He formed the crossing. He did it. He allowed a few men and women to come together and form something that was never here before. He allowed us to get fired up of his truth and his love. We was talking this morning with Nancy. Where's Nancy? Is she in here? Now she's teaching kids. About some of the kids in this church, the ones that have been, ad- that have been adopted out through the church family. There's Heather sitting right there. you got little sweet Annie right there. Well, there's, there's more. They, that family, those four little girl kids were adopted out by people in this church and they no longer have the same house they live in together, but they come together as, and brothers and sisters and still worship together and love each other together. Isn't that amazing? They weren't separated throughout the state or throughout the country. God allowed that to take place here. Isn't that a wonderful, loving father? You should be fired up over that. You should be fired up that we have so many children that want to learn about God. I'm not sure if sure about we can fire up these teenagers here, but we should be fired up about the little ones anyway. <laughs> but now thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and who formed you, O Israel? Fear not, fear not. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. When God talks to you, does he talk to you as a stranger? Does he talk to you as your name? I can just hear God saying, Paul! Yeah, God, whoa, 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 whoa. Where are we going? What are we doing? He fires me up. And I'll tell you, if you're not praying, if you're not studying your word of God, it's going to get hard to get fired up. You're going to look for man to fire you up. And that won't happen. It cannot happen for over a few seconds. You were fired up by God. You got to get with God. You all know that. You are mine. Listen to that. The creator of God, the creator of all things, the Lord Jesus, come on across. He says, you are mine. He's talking to Israel, but he's talking to his church also. When you pass through the waters, that's the things in our life. And at this time, we're talking about the, the, the crossing of the Red Sea and the crossing of the Jordan. 
that when God separated that water and they crossed on dry land, when they had looked like no hope, was, could be no hope anywhere, here shows up God and says, I've got your back, I've got your front, I've got your sides, if you'll just trust me. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Amen? How many of you have gone through some deep waters in your life? Was God with you or not? Sometimes when it, right then when it happens, it feels like God's way far away, but I'm telling you, he's right there whispering into your heart. I will be with you. Is God a liar? No, oh, he's got seven or 7,000 promises. Every one of them, you'll grab a hold of them and fire you up. And through the rivers, the rivers have a, a current that can suck you under and pull you out, just like life can do, but not with my God. They shall not overflow you when you walk through the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're talking about, we'll talk about them a little later in the sermon. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Amen? Nor shall you tell the flame scorch you. It's an amazing thing. You say, well, I don't know about that. that, that I, I seem like I get scorched all the time. I'm going to tell you, you need to hang on. You need to hang on. You need to get deep with God, and I promise you, by the truth and the word of God, I promise you, that God will be there for you. If you allow him to be there for you, he will be there. If you do not shut him out, if you do not blame him for everything that takes place in your life, he will be there for you. There's someone you can blame, and it's called Satan, and it's called evil, and it's called the flesh, but it ain't God. Amen? Quit blaming God for everything. Satan is the fireman from hell. I think we got somebody around here. Uh, well, now, Satan, <laughs> that's about, yeah, be careful of that there, boy. Satan is a fireman from hell. His lies seek to put out the fire of God with temptations. Amen? His, the fire, you know, we like, we like firemen. Roy is a retired fireman. Heather and Josh, Josh is a fireman now. That's where the suit come from. We love firemen. They do great jobs. But you know what? Satan, Satan's the great deceiver. He is the great deceiver. He'll dress up like this and think he's going, you think, oh, come, he's going to help you, but in return, he's going to put out the fire of God in you. That's what he's all about, is putting out the fire of God in you. He's not worried about the fire of God and the lost because they don't have the fire of God. You crossing people, you've got the fire of God. If something's trying to damper that fire, then it ain't God, it's that man right there. The temptations will take you down a wrong path if you fall for him. Satan is the fireman from hell. His lies seek to put out the fire of God with temptations in your life. About time for Satan to get out of here, isn't it? Go ahead, please. Job 18, 4 through 6. You who tear, tear yourself, tear... Tear yourself in anger. Shall the earth be forsaken for you? Or shall the rock be removed from, this, from its place? Those principles you didn't give them. Oh, you got them. You who tear yourself. Go ahead, I'm back. Go ahead, back. I'm sorry. 
You who tear yourself in anger. This is a, a man that uh, was a friend of Job. Although he wasn't a friend, he was like that fireman back there. And he got, he got in some big trouble with God after this was all said and done with Job. But he wants to come to his friend because his friend is in some deep trouble in his life, which everybody knows the book of Job knows what he was going through. And this is what a good friend says to him. You who tear, tear yourself in anger, shall the earth be forsaken for you? In other words, you got all this self-pity going on in your life. And a, and a, a friend that should be coming up and encouraging and loving you is, is hitting you right with it. Or shall the rock be removed from its place? The light of the... The light of the wicked indeed goes out, and the flame of his fire does not shine. So he's telling Job, he's saying, Job, you're in so much trouble with God that your light doesn't shine anymore. But the thing was, Job wasn't in trouble with God. Job was right where he needed to be with God. It just looked like to the world that Job was in trouble with God. Don't listen to man. Don't ever listen to man. Quit the drama stuff. Don't listen to man. Listen to God. Open up the word of God. Let it be your guide. The light is dark in its tent. In other words, the light of God has gone out in you. And his lamp beside him is put out. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was just someone trying to dampen down even more a man that was already discouraged because of the things taking place in his life. It wasn't at all that way. Temptation comes in many forms, doesn't it? And one of them is you think your good friend's trying to help you with something they have no idea what God's doing in your life. I have never known what God is doing in somebody else's life. I can see things that God is doing in somebody else's life, but I can't know what God is going to do tomorrow in your life. And for me to act like I can know or act like I should give you some advice that you better hear to, that's something you don't need to listen to. I can counsel you, I can encourage you, I can tell you what the Word of God says, I can show you the, the great history lessons of the past, but I don't know what God's doing in your life, and neither is nobody else. So that's why we rely on God to light our fire and keep us on fire, and not our friends that we... Sometimes our friends have no wisdom or no knowledge at all. I said this before years ago in this church, I'm going to say it one more time. If a person does not know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, they have no wisdom and knowledge for you. Because their wisdom and knowledge does not come from God. It comes from man. They can give you what man can give you, but they can't give you what God wants to give you. Go ahead, please. The fire inside. You've got a fire just burning in you. You've got a fire just burning in you. It should boil. It should, oh man. There's an eternal flame that illuminates even the darkest heart. Not of pain, but of love. There's a fire in you that just illuminates you. It doesn't matter how dark it's your heart. It doesn't matter what the things are going on around you. It doesn't matter. Let God take hold of those things. Let God control those things. God is love. Is he or is he not? Does he not or does he not want the best for you? Then trust him. Trust him. Trust him, that's what the sermon is a lot about. God is our fire. His fire is not to consume the lost, but to illuminate the hearts with his eternal flame. When the lost want to come and, and, and try to destroy the church as it definitely does so much today, don't go there. 
Stay away from it. But illuminate the fire of God in your heart that they can see something different. We are so tempted to go places and do things we shouldn't do or say things we shouldn't say in this world today. We need to leave that stuff alone. If you want to say some, quote scripture, quote the love of God, because that's the only thing that's going to change this country where we live in. I love this country. Don't you guys love this country? I don't know what all your politics are. I don't need to go there much. But I can tell you something. We're in a deep heap of mess. And we need to love God more than anything else. And we can't, if we can't change this government to keep doing the obscene and indecent things it does, then we can change our neighbors to love God. Amen? And that's what we're called to do. It's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of love and a lot of encouragement. If you're not on fire for God, you're not going to help anybody in their situations. And as things get worse, as the economy starts to go, go south or whatever starts to happen, you are the ones they'll be looking to. Are you ready? God is our fire. His fire is not to consume the lost, but to illuminate hearts with the, the eternal flame. No matter what your person or your neighbor or whatever, no matter what they're like, our goal is not to hate them, do anything against them, it's to love them and encourage them to find that eternal life of God, that that fire that is within you starts to burn within them, that they desire it. Go ahead, please. Hebrews 10, 32, but recall the former days in which you, in, in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings. Do we all go through sufferings? Do we all go through these things? They're to grow us. They're not to harm us because I know the promises of God. I know Jeremiah 29, 11. I'm not going to tell it to you. If you want to know Jeremiah 20, 11, go to it. Most of you should know that. But I know these promises of God. And so when these struggles and these things come in and, and, and that fire extension that Satan holds on and wants to put out the fire of God in me, I go back to the promise of God. I go back to the understanding of God. And Satan has to flee. I read that from James chapter 4, verses 8, 6 and 68. Satan will flee. But recall the former days in which you, which after you were illuminated, you endured a great suffering with sufferings. Go ahead, please. In 2 Timothy 1, 9-10, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. What kind of calling you got? What kind of calling you got? What kind of calling you got? Okay, it's a holy calling. I, that's, that's what it says. That's all it is, is a holy calling. Because you have the fire of God in you. It's a holy calling that the world can't understand. It's a holy calling. Not according to our works. Not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace. Amen? I am so thankful that grace exists. I am so, without grace, I have no holy calling. I have no fire. I have nothing. Without the grace of that cross, without the grace of that Savior, I am done. My works won't get it done. I can't take enough sweet old ladies across the street to get it done. But according to his own purpose. Whose purpose? God's purpose. According to his purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. That should blow you away. Is God God or not, man? Before time began, he had your life figured out. See, you just don't want to believe he's got your life figured out. You 
just don't want to believe that, that God's promises are real, that he can really take care of you. Because when that waters come upon you and the fire comes upon you, you turn and you look at the drama and the Satan and all the other things instead of looking at the holy God and the holy calling that he's called you to. And if you'll believe that and if you'll trust him with that, you're going to have a holy living. Amen? You teenagers believe that? Give me something, Rio. Thank you. Somebody beat those kids. But has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the what? Through the what? The gospel, the good news. We got one good news, amen? It's called the gospel of Jesus Christ. One good news. Go ahead, please. 2 Timothy 4, 1 and 2. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead and is appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Amen? If you're on fire for God, are you preaching the word of God? Because I'm going to tell you something. If you ain't preaching the word of God, you ain't on fire for God. There's something wrong in your life because if you've got something that good in you, that's something that we've just read about that good in you, how can you hold that down? Well, not everybody like you, preacher boy. Well, you ain't got to be like me. You got to be like God called you to be. Amen? Am I using the word ain't too much? Preach the word. Be ready. What's be ready? What's, what's, what's Paul telling us here? To his, he's being a mentor to Timothy, and he's saying, be ready. Be ready, because I'll tell you what. All these temptations, all these things that want to put out your fire, they're coming. They're coming, and they're not going to stop. You've got to be ready. You've got to be ready. Your life has got to be ready. And in our day we live in, you've got to be ready. And the way you get ready is how? You pray and you study. You go to church. Amen? You don't stop. Phone calls and messages from people. Been out of church for a while. I'm in jail. Been out of church for a while. I've fallen again. You know why? You've been out of church for a while. Figure it out. Isn't that hard to figure out? You need a big rocket scientist to tell you, write it down and say, you've been out of church for a while. It's important, amen? You want the fire of God? Stay around the people of God. Stay around the people of God. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead, the living and the dead. That means the holy ones and the non-holy ones. The living and the dead and his appearing in his kingdom. See, everybody's going to be judged. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince. Woo! Convince. Woo! Convince. Woo! Amen. Convince. How do you convince? You can't go up to somebody and point your finger. Da, 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 da. It's the way you live. Amen? It's the way you act. You want your kids to grow up and be good? You be good. You be good. You want your kids not to do certain nasty habits? You quit doing them. You just quit doing them. It's the same with everything else. Convince and rebuke. Rebuke. In other words, hold us accountable. Hold me accountable. Hold us each other accountable. If you see something going on, don't worry about it. The world's not going to like you anyway. That's a given. 
That's just a given. I love him so much. I love him so much. I, don't want, I know what hell is. I know the fire of hell. I know the fire of God. And I know the fire of hell is a whole lot different than the fire of God. Amen? So you rebuke him. And you let God take it from there. Amen? It doesn't say you rebuke them and then you make sure they do this, do that, and the other. You rebuke them. You exhort them. That means encourage them. You love them. Even in the hardest things, you love them. Because hell, I don't want anybody there. God's given us one life. Amen? You got one life, right? This is it, ain't it? Woohoo! I love it. I got a holy calling. I don't know where I'm going next. I hope I'm here to die, but I don't know. Wherever God sends me, oh, I'm ready to go. Amen? Holy calling. It's a wonderful calling. I don't have to worry about anything anymore. I don't stress out anymore. I don't have to take a bunch of pills. I don't have to worry about my health. I don't have to worry about anything anymore. Because the fire of God has overwhelmed me. And when I reached in the mornings and reached down at his word and he gives me these fantastic things in my life. And a lot of them I can't tell you. But they're so, I don't even have the right words for it. They're so in depth. And you see who God is, just you and him, right there, right there with you. And you say, how can this be? Because he's got a plan for you, and he's got a holy calling for you, and he wants you to know him. And if you allow him to know, if you allow him to be known in your life, there's no end to it. Amen? We have to communicate with words and actions. God communicates a whole lot different. He can communicate me without ever, me ever hearing a voice. Sometimes he communicates me, but I don't even hear anything like words or even the word of God. It's such a, a love and a, and a fire that consumes me. I can't even describe it to Vicky. I can't even describe it to myself, but I know it's real. Amen? You know what? There ain't, no, there ain't a lick of difference between me and you or anybody else. It's just God in me and God in you. Amen? That's the only thing. It's just God in you. His grace, His wonderful grace that pours open His words to make you alive. I'm not crazy. I really, I really believe this stuff. Amen? I'm not crazy at all. Vicki tells me all the time, you've got to get more sleep, you've got to get more sleep. Why? Why? When I know what's waiting on me. I went to bed last night, I, all through the night, all I dreamed about was words of God. I woke up this morning like, I can't wait. There was a, a particular phrase. How much time have I got? There was a particular phrase last night that I just can't get out of my mind. And all night long, God ran it through my heart and my mind, and it was, take off your sandals. This place is holy. We read that through the Bible several places, Moses and Joshua and other places. Take off your sandals. You're in a holy place. I heard that all night long. Wow. Wow. You say, what does that mean? What does that mean? That God, He loves me so much. He loves you so much. 
that he wants you to understand. Take off your shoes. And if I could take off your clothes and take off your flesh, it would be great too. Because God is holy. Amen? Amen. He is so holy. He's trying to give us a glimpse of his holiness. See, without my shoes, I'm not running away very fast, am I? Some of us need to take off our shoes with God. Because we don't need to run away. We need to be right where he's at. Be holy. You're standing in the presence of God. Be holy. He's allowing us to understand how important it is that we do exactly what he says, no matter what it may sound like in our feeble minds. Be holy. Preach the word. Be ready, season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort, encourage one another with what? Everybody tell me with what? What is long-suffering? Oh, my goodness, what is long-suffering? Some people suffered with me a long time. You know that? Amen. My mom and daddy suffered with me. They suffered, and they suffered, and they suffered. I was the youngest of five. I was a little brat. I was as bratty as a brat a brat can get. They suffered with me. Sunday school teachers, they suffered with me. Friends and Vicky. oh, my goodness, Vicky really suffers with me. Blackwell suffers with me back there. Yeah, I knew. That's the only time you're going to hear him say amen. So we need to learn to be long-suffering with people. Because sometimes if we want to be on fire with God, then we've got to be long-suffering with the lost. Amen? We've got to be long-suffering with the ones that aren't living the way we think they should live. We've got to be long-suffering. And sometimes that means just keeping your mouth quiet. And open up your heart to prayer. Long-suffering and teaching. And what are you doing? That long-suffering and teaching. In other words, there wants more teaching. If it's with the Word of God, teach. It's with your actions of God, teach that way too. But teach people. Teach people. Right here, Paul's telling Timothy, this is the way it's got to be. He's telling you the same thing. He's saying, this is how to be on fire for God. This is it. It's not a deep, dark secret. This is it. And you can go as deep with God as you want. Go ahead, please. If the fire is within you, if the fire within you overcomes the evil that seeks to consume you. How many have trouble with things trying to seek to, to consume you, with evil or flesh or things trying to... I have trouble with that. Don't you have trouble with that? My goodness, you all a bunch of saints or what? We have, we have problems with that. We have to overcome that evil. The Satan's attempt to control you have no power over you. Oh my goodness, grab a hold of that principle. If the fire within you overcomes the evil that seeks to consume you, then Satan's attempts to control you have no power over you. I love that. Thank you, Lord, thank you. I can grab a hold of that, and I can put scripture to it, and I can just love it, love it, love it. Because I know once I get past myself, and I start to learn how to die every single day of my life, and I get up with the Lord Jesus Christ, and I know evil's coming after me. I already know that. Just figure that out and be, just go with it, because it's going to happen. Flip, 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 Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Let's go, let it happen. The temptation is going to come, and God's going to say, will you trust me through it? Will you trust me through it? So if the fire within you overcomes the evil that seeks to consume you, then Satan's attempts to control you can have no power over you. This world, this 
place we live in, no matter how dark it gets, it can't have power and control over me because the fire of God is within me. Amen? Amen. You can have all the fire of God you want. You just got to do it His way. Amen? To be tested by God is to be called out by God. Through each test, your trust and faith will be what? Challenged. Amen. Go ahead, please. Daniel 325 is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Everybody know this, this fairy tale story? This little kid story? Everybody know this little kid story? Well, I'll tell you what. It wasn't a fairy tale. And it wasn't a kid story to these three men. It was the truth. It happened. Let's get into this a little bit. Look, he answered. This is just a few verses out of this wonderful history lesson because that's exactly what it is. You know what? Iraq still exists. Nebuchadnezzar was the king over there. He existed. Israel, Judah was captive by them, was taken into slavery. That happened for 70 years. It happened. And in this time frame, things happened, and it was written down that we can see and grow by it. Amen? It is the truth. It's documented. It happened. You don't have to believe it happened, but it happened. You believe the history books you read in school, don't you? Some of you believe everything on Facebook. But you ain't going to believe this. <laughs> I can't believe that. That's just too far-fetched for me. We believe, we'll believe the silliest things, but we won't believe the Word of God. Look, he answered, I see four men loose. This is Deborah Kinezzi looking down. He had stuffed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into that fire because they would not bow down to the temptations of the world, to the government of that world. He they would not bow down to it. And they knew if they did not bow down to it that they were going to be thrown into the pit of fire because that's what he said. It's funny that Satan uses fire because that's what Nebuchadnezzar is a picture of right now. Evil, Satan, he uses fire because hell is fire, isn't it? So he's going to throw God's people into the fire of hell. God ain't going to let that happen to you. You just got to trust God. So they were tempted to bow down. But they also had to trust God through the temptation. Amen? No matter what the cost. And that's the problem with the church today. We count the cost of the, of the evil more than we count the love of God. Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. And they are not hurt. Everybody read that. And they are not what? And they are not what? And they are not what? There was three men thrown in. One man died opening the door to the fire pit because it was too hot. But it says here that the four in there now. And if we like to tell fairy tales and little kitty stories, we just kind of, ha, 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 ain't that cute? But that's not the truth. The truth is it happened. The truth is Satan wanted to control this world and used a man named Nebuchadnezzar to control it. And he wanted God's people to bow down to him. And he's coming to do it again. He's going to do it every day of your life. He wants you to bow down. He doesn't want you to have the fire of God in you. They are not hurt. And the form of the fourth one is like the Son of God. How in the world did Nebuchadnezzar know that the form of the fourth one was the Son of God? How in the world did he know that? How in the world could he understand that? Because God revealed it to him. Amen? So you can understand it. God revealed it to him. 
Satan knows who the Son of God is. He's scared to death of him. He flees at his name. It backfired on him. And for thousands of years, we're telling this wonderful story, and it shouldn't be told as a fairy tale, and it shouldn't be told as a kid's story. It should be told as actual truth. And the former of the fourth was like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning, fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. What did he call them? What did he call them? Absolutely. They were teaching something to Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> they were teaching something through their actions. Did they speak? Yes, they did at first. And it cost them this. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. You want some faith? You want some people to look up to? Mm-mm-mm. Them three men right there, just young guys. Just young guys. Don't give me no excuse you being 16, 17, 18. I don't want to hear that excuse. Don't give me no excuses. Problem is, you get fired up for God. You're going to go to camp pretty soon. You're going to get fired up for God. How come you can't have that camp fire up all the time? Tell me. I didn't mean to get on you guys, but I love you. And you guys do good. You guys do real good. The most high God. Come out. Come out. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar's getting fired up for God. Amen. He getting fired up for God. He realized that the Son of God was in with the people he wanted to put into place like hell. He didn't realize that, man, there's something different about those three guys. They've been through the fire of this world. And look at them. The Son of God is around them. They're fired up with God. Woo! Am I preaching too hard? Man, this all just lights you up. So the Sadrachs and me and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire. They came out of the fire. Amen. Guess what? God will go in the fire with you. He'll be in the fire with you, and he'll come out of the fire with you. Amen. He's never going to separate it. Now, when you start to take your eyes off of God, when you start to put your eyes back on the drama and back on the world, you start to separate yourself from God. You start believing the Satan. You start not believing God. You pull yourself out of the church. You're going to get burned. You're just going to get burned. If you've got things going on in your life, and you know you got going on and you want to separate yourself from God, you're going to get burned. But you don't have to. And the administrators and satraps and, and governors and just all the politicians, them big politicians, them big suits and ties, on, bow ties, all bloated out, all standing around watching. They don't dare say anything because, see, Nebuchadnezzar just threw these guys in the fire. Now they're not dead and they're coming out. They're all confused. See, they understand they don't got what Nebuchadnezzar got. They understand Nebuchadnezzar says that's the Son of God, and they can understand these people didn't burn up, but they're saying, what in the world is going on? There's something crazy going on here in Iraq today. And the king's council gathered together, and they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had what? Everybody say that to me. No power. The hair of their heads was not what? Nor were their garments what? And the smell of fire was not what? What's worse, the smoke or the fire? Smoke will kill you, fire will destroy you. It's all bad. But the fire of God will give you life. 
Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It wasn't a few hours ago he was telling everybody to bow down to him. It wasn't a few hours ago he had a completely different attitude. It wasn't a few hours ago that he had no idea God was anywhere around. He just knew he wanted to be God. Well, God can change the hardest hearts, can he? He can change the hardest hearts. You think you've got a loved one or a friend that can't know God? You're wrong. You're just dead wrong. You need to trust God more with them. I'm the same way. I got family members. I got a reunion coming up on the 13th of August here at the, at the church. I got family members that burn their way to hell as fast as you can get there. They won't listen to me. I can't even talk to them anymore. I'm just some crazy old fool. But God can talk to them, amen? God can be people around them that they'll listen to. Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his what? Angel, which was the Lord Jesus Christ, and delivered his servant, who trusted him. Say, trusted him. There's the key. There's the key that unlocks that door. Trusted him. And they have frustrated the king's word. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Our country's in a mess. But if we had some good, godly men and women that trusted God like this, it wouldn't be long. You'd be making the news that God put something in your life, something to come up. And if you just trusted God with that, you wouldn't fall for the, one of the 15-minute fame thing. If you just trusted God with everything, I can guarantee the world's going to make you look bad, but God's going to make you look good. Amen? I don't care what the world makes me look like. I care what God makes me look like because I want to be on fire for God. I don't want to be on fire for the world. What good is that going to do me? Fire for God. Let God grow that world. They frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies. What they do? Yielded their what? Your body. In other words, you trust God with everything about your body. I mean, you're on holy ground when you're with God. Take off them shoes. Trust God with everything. That they should not serve nor worship any God, little g, except their what? Okay. Okay. Because they're on fire for God. Amen? When you're on fire for God... Fire of hell, fire of Satan, got no power over you. Remember that. Go ahead, please. I'm closing up here. Hebrews 12, 29. For God is a what? He's a consuming fire. Amen. Man, do we, do we worship our great God? Do you believe these things here written down for you to understand? Do you believe these things? See, if you believe these things, you're going to have a wonderful life. If you'll grab hold of them, grab hold of them. Put them in your life. People over to school, mm -mm -mm -mm. you quit worrying what they say to you. You people at work, work, you quit worrying what they say about you. You be the Bible thumper. You be the holy one, the holier now when. You be that. You be that because you've got to be on fire for God. You won't win them all. God, Jesus didn't win them all, did he? How many did he have at the cross? He had five, and then four of them were women. He didn't win them all. Billions are dying and going to hell. But he grabs one or two, amen? He grabbed these little children out of this church, amen? He grabbed them. He loved them. He gave them families they never had before. My God is a consuming fire. He's a God of love. 
God of great joy, for God is a consuming fire. Words for the week. Everybody stand, please. Words for the week. I'll give you the first one. God's. Eliminates. Way to go, Bailey. Eliminates what? Every soul in. Nope. There you go. Dwells. There you go. Give it to him, please. God's eternal flame illuminates every soul in which the Holy Spirit dwells. Application question for you is what can a church on fire for God do? Man, if we can't take some water over to the baseball field and put out the fire of hell in some of those hearts, <laughs> we're in trouble. Jessica, where are you? She's with the little kids. Sean, where are you? There he is. That, that's uh, Jessica's not better half. I'm just saying what Jessica said. You need to get with Sean and he can get you with Jessica. They're taking care of the, the baseball field over here. If, if you want to really start something and help people, go over and just love them. Go over and just pass them some water. And especially when these days start to get hot. Go over and do what we're called to do. Holy calling. Amen. I love you people. I'm going to open up the tables. If you know Jesus Christ, you're welcome at these tables. If you have cannot understanding this wonderful holy calling that God's given you, if you're not on fire for God, Man, you ought to go out of here today just jumping like a jackrabbit. Like a kangaroo or something. You ought to be on fire for God. The world doesn't need more depression. It doesn't need more delusions. It doesn't need more drama. It needs you. Amen? It needs you to be on fire for God no matter where God's got you at, no matter what situation you're in right now. You feel like you can't get out of it? You can. You can. My God's a consuming fire. He can do anything He wants with your life. Just allow Him to do it. Come enjoy the Lord today. If you don't know who He is, know who He is before you walk out that door back there. Get started being on fire for God. If you've got sin in your life, get it out. What's wrong with you? Satan done gone, made you go loco or something? Get that sin out of your life. Let God put a fire in you. Come enjoy the Lord today. Bye.
Thank you.